Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Red Men TV. Yes, it is the match preview show. It is Liverpool versus Fulham on Sunday, 2 o'clock kickoff. I say, thinking I'm right without actually confirming <laughs> that, but I'm going to go ahead and guess that's right. I'm Steve Hall, delighted to be joined by Sam Walker. And by Dan Club for this one. Dan, um, the wheel goes, mate. It just it is what it is. Liverpool play Thursday, Liverpool play Sunday. Here we go again. Mm-hmm. Um, another challenge coming off the back of a European game. But the Reds are at home against an opposition they should beat. Like it's about as kind of fixtures you're gonna get off the back of a European game, really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we've got a couple of these now, haven't we, as well? Obviously, we've got this one, we've got Sheffield United midweek, and then Crystal Palace. So although they come in very quick succession, that's sort of par for the course. Not only when you're in the Europa League, especially, but this time of year anyway, like even the lads, even the teams that don't have European football are gonna find themselves busy over sort of the next four, yeah. five, six weeks. So <coughs> we've got a squad now that's sort of conditioned to this and built for this, and a manager. Of course, Jürgen Klopp's been here long enough to know what this time of year is all about. It's a bit different back in Germany for him because they have a big Christmas break, don't they? They stop essentially in like two or three more rounds time, but the Premier League is a completely different beast. But I think Liverpool, at their best when we have successful seasons, thrive in these sort of environments and thrive when it gets hectic. We play our best footy. I've often sort of sat and looked at a month ahead and gone, God, that looks tricky. And then a month further down the line, you come out of it sort of smelling the roses and you go, tell you what, we're in a really good position now. So I'm kind of really excited for it obviously it all starts on Sunday but in the in a way as well we had the perfect sort of precursor to that last night because obviously we got the job done pretty comfortably it's meant we've got a nice dead rubber in Belgium in a couple of weeks time and we came through pretty unscathed so in terms of how it all started it couldn't have gone much better really yeah fingers crossed that it, uh, it continues this weekend Sam it's, it's interesting mm-hmm. really because before we speak about Liverpool let's have a little look at Fulham they got the first win in a while though. It was a big win that they got against Wolves, and it was late on as well. As Loads it, of controversy. It was, it was, it was, it was, yeah, Gary o, honestly, Gary O'Neill must have stabbed the referee in his previous life because <laughs> honestly, God, Wolves. Yeah. If we think we get diddled by referees, Wolves are getting absolutely done in for. But Fulham get that win. It, it took them to fourteenth place. Obviously, they leapfrogged above. Um, they leapfrogged above Nottingham Forest there. But like the, you can see the form table for those watching along there on the right hand side. They've won one before that. It was two consecutive defeats to draw a loss. Like it's a different Fulham this time. Last year yeah. Fulham were in were in a much better position. They, they they started well and maintained that pretty much all the way through. This year they've lost a few players. Marco Silva was having a cob on a little bit. They've mm-hmm. they, they have things haven't gone their way and they have struggled. So in listen to the pool. 
should be Fulham no matter what really but we're not getting the best Fulham currently no definitely and, and without that sort of talisman that they had last year I think that is the difference the, between no, being, no yeah mm. between being 14th and 8th 9th which is 7th which is where they were floating around this time last year weren't it for me I think I think what they've they fell into which is actually testament to themselves because they've only just come back up again over the last couple of years is they're in that Premier League team not a threat to the bottom three not a threat to the top eight that, that bulk that Crystal Palace just surviving forever you know Forrest have kind of got into there now which in some respects for them is brilliant because actually they've become like a solid Premier League team where they are now is it 14th did you say um, slightly probably aided by Everton I would imagine it might be a place lower if they didn't get that deduction but I think they're, they're sort of one of those teams that'll feel quite confident where they are won't, won't really put too much pressure especially away from home against the big teams so for Liverpool this should be one of those games where we're looking at thinking we should be really confident going into it knowing that we've got a much a big golfing quality in between the two teams it's quite ironic as well Dan because I think if you ask most people who Fulham's best player is most people would probably say Paulinho yeah. he was actually suspended for the Wolves game it was the first game they won for a long time <laughs> just, the way, just the way footy works he's got himself five yellows he's expected to be back in terms of injuries they're actually not too bad um, he said he opts out um, there's not too much going on at Dama Traore fire injury thank god for that oh, terrified uh, me. I know. <laughs> that's the big one that's the yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah we're getting, we are getting I know he, he had a bit of a comment didn't he Marco Silva with the signings and Lachov and Mitrovic mm. going very very late on but no Traore is the one because I, I know he's We've said it. We've watched. We've watched Liverpool play him loads of times, and for the most part, right, he's crap. He is. <laughs> he, he is. You know, he's crap. But he runs there fast, and he's strong, and he and he and if things go your way on a counter or something, he has got the pace. Yeah, they haven't got that threat, which is a good. That that does help Liverpool. Out it does bit. massively in a game whereby you'd expect Liverpool to dominate possession. Certainly, Anfield. You know, Traore does become a problem because as much as you're right, and his actual qualities end product is very often not there. When you have someone of that sheer electric pace and that power, it's a problem for you because we've seen against Man City a couple of seasons ago we caused them a whole manner of problems certainly the Etihad so I think him being missing would actually be a, and Klopp spoke about him in the past as well glowingly and Liverpool have been linked to him God knows how many times I mean yeah. never came to fruition of course but he does feel like somebody if you're an opposition manager or Klopp in this case you would go into the game thinking how do we stop him because it's just nigh on impossible to yeah. do I mean Virgil van Dijk's had some good success against him because obviously he possesses very similar sort of pace and power but there's no doubt about it like if he was fit and available we'd be making plans of how to sort of negate him but in terms of Fulham I think you're right I think Pauline is probably their best player and when your very best player is a defensive midfielder it kind of ties into the fact yeah. they don't score many goals really Fulham that's their big problem now about Mitrovic especially so I go into this game very confident Liverpool should be able to get the job done and should be able to get the job done relatively comfortably because yeah. I think they're going to come, they're going to sit quite deep, try and be quite resolute. But we found a way now with our new way of playing and our new type of midfield with more creators in there in McAllister, Sabozlai, obviously Gravenberg, Jones, whoever. We've got different ways of breaking down different teams now. And if you're going to come and sit deep, we'll just eventually weigh down and cut you apart, which is something we struggled to do previously. I suppose I off yeah. the on the phone thing that they've scored 13 goals in fair. 13 games only Burnley Sheffield United and Luton have scored fewer than them mm. Dan is right they, they lost Mitrovic they, it, the Raul Jimenez thing is, is what they went inside they, they tried other things and they just don't score loads of goals and from a Liverpool point of view listen things can go badly wrong you know but what we do we've won our last 10 home games by two goals or more which is now another Liverpool record that they've just broken yeah. they've played 10 home games this season they've, they've beat the team by two plus goals in every single one yeah. of them Again, that's the type of opposition you want if Fulham are a team who do struggle defensively not great either to be honest yeah. with you but the, 
you when you, when the team comes to Anfield, you're always like, for example, if Mitrovic is like, but they always go for a goal. There's always yeah, someone, yeah. and you think, you know what, he's all right. He, Brentford with Ivan Tony, you think you should beat them when he plays, but you know what, they go for a goal. They, you know, they had a bit of a goal threat at Anfield recently, didn't get one. You know, West Ham are going to turn up with like with, with goals in their team for that yeah. cup game. It does feel like that's the thing that Fulham haven't got. Liverpool, even on an off day, tend to score one, tend to score a couple. It's hard to see Fulham scoring two when it's actually relatively simple to see Liverpool scoring two. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the big thing for me. It's it's the ability this season to be able to out-blast out teams, have more firepower, and that's what gives me confidence. Even if Fulham did get a scrappy goal early on, you've got full belief this season <coughs> that we are able to get and we have got the players that can open them up and get the goals to, to, to get the points in the bag at the end of the game I think you mentioned there uh, one of the came to my end was, was was always like Palace with uh, Zaha mm. always that player and and when yeah. you talk about Traore the ability to just break and run into space whereas you, I'm looking at them thinking who's going to do that you know even Forrest like Tyler yeah, Wong yeah exactly yeah, who, who's oh, and Gibbs White and they haven't even got anybody really who I would put in that same sort of mould as Gibbs White who's that young up and coming player who could probably have a higher ceiling than he's showing they've got like so Harry Wilson in there Willian mm. do you know what I mean obviously you mentioned there um, um, what's his name Jimenez they've got another striker as well what's his name the one who's played for Spurs yeah they, these are guys who are good players in their own right but none of them are, are going to give Van Dijk and Arte Matt whoever plays nightmares do you know what I mean I think we've just got to we've, we've just got to be professional in our work and I'm absolutely confident that I like. I look at this game and see it as a game that we could actually manage comfortably and, and get the job done quite early because I think we've got well, was it nine changes the other day? So it, it gives us lo- loads of, of energy in the bank to be able to get you know get out there and, and, and match them for anything they've got not having played this week. And look at the stats here; they've actually only had seven players who've scored a goal this season. <laughs> Williams top scorer with three. They've got Cadova Reed who's got two. Palini has got two himself. Then Pereira, Reem, Jimenez, and Vinicius have all got one each. So actually, seven goals. They've only had seven lads who've scored yeah. the goal. Liverpool, I've got five already who have scored five goals like they, mm. it does feel down like I say if everything goes Liverpool's way they should blast form away but listen they should it is, it is one of those that you've still got to you've still got to do your job Liverpool have got a couple of injuries and stuff like that we'll talk about them later but it does feel like a, 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 an opposition Liverpool should be comfortably beaten yeah absolutely it does of course and again certainly at home there's two ways about it when you are going into such a, a busy period of fixtures you want to look at games like this and indeed the two that follow immediately after and look at them and just to say you need to pick up maximum points because we know after that it gets a little bit more yeah. difficult with the people coming to Anfield and stuff like that so Liverpool have to go into this game feeling ultra confident they get the job done and like Sam says in quite sort of serene fashion yeah. to a point whereby you can think about sort of resting and rotating in the final 15-20 minutes whatever it may be I I certainly look at it in that way because we've all mentioned Liverpool have firepower that should absolutely be capable and I'm not even convinced about Fulham's defence like Tim Ream you mentioned yeah. this at the up there might be missing I'm not man for man I'm not having them necessarily I, I was quite shocked by how well did last season a lot of that was driven by Mitrovic and just how mm. brilliant Paulinho was so yeah I don't see any real major issues with this I think Fulham will come they have a game plan they'll try and make life difficult I think the second coming of Marcus Hill has been quite impressive actually at Fulham to be fair and there was a lot of interest a lot of talk about him going to Saudi in the summer which he obviously mm. refused to do so but yeah I don't sort of foresee any issues. Liverpool are 
anywhere near our A game. Probably didn't even be quite at it. I see us getting through this one relatively comfortably. Like you did mention, like, it is a different season. Liverpool rubbish last season from a good, but they, they drew at their place, beat them one 0 It was a most Salah penalty yes. at home. Mm. Was the was a difference? It was a tight game. We, I, I think we'd, we'd all agree, maybe a bit, a bit more comfortable. I'm going to ask you shortly. Then we're going to try and pick a Liverpool team for this one. Obviously, Jurgen made nine changes mm. uh, for the for the game last night. At time recording against last, we've got we've got options of plenty. Before we do that, we're going to give this away. That if you can see it there, that is a captain's armband. And it is signed by Lucas Lever. I don't know if you can pick that up on the camera. I promise you, Sam, you can verify. Yeah, absolutely. There's absolutely a signature there. I watched this, him do it so I can definitely verify. It was literally Dan who got it signed by him. Um, Dan's son, actually, got it signed by him. <laughs> this is day one of our Advent prize draws. Yes, each and every day in December, between now and Christmas Day, we're going to be giving away a prize to one of our Red Men Plus Legend subscribers. It starts today with the signed Lucas Lever armband. There's loads of boss prizes coming up over the next month. We've got a signed shirt. Uh, Sorry, a share signed by Dirk Cout. We've got a programme signed by Jamie Carragher. We've got other signed stuff as well. The main prize on Christmas Day is a shirt signed by Liverpool's centre-half, Ibu Canate. So redmenplus.com, become a legend subscriber. It'll cost you 9 for the month. Basically, you get all access to all that amazing content as well. But worst case is you're paying 9 99 to be in 25 prize draws and getting the added bonus of listening and watching all of our extra content as well. It's an absolute no-brainer. I reckon if you were in a pub and, you were, and there was a raffle on for an Ibu Canate signed shirt, I reckon everyone would just launch a tenant in. Yeah, definitely. To, to, to try and win that. It's effectively the same thing, over, but there's 24 other prizes. Well, at this point, 23, because this, <laughs> this one's going to be gone in about five seconds' time. But you get my point. So, yeah, come check it out. And like I say, we've got loads of Red Men content coming uh, around the Christmas period. But we've already, we're in production of our top 50 Liverpool signings of all time. Countdown loads coming your way. So, yeah, get involved. In the meantime, I can bring up the wheel. It's full of legends. Look how full it is. It's an abs- it's, it's chocker full of legends. I'm going to click this button. We're going to spin this wheel, a little drum roll. It takes ages. Let's have a little look who's winning the signed captain's armband, signed by Lucas Lever. It is, congratulations to Steve O'Bear. Steve O'Bear, congratulations to you, Steve O. A fellow Steve winner makes me feel happy as well. We'll get in contact, mate, and that is on its way to you. Lucas Lever's signed captain armband. Yeah, get yourselves involved. Redmenpulse.com, be a legend, and we've got loads of prizes to give away over the next few weeks. The next, actually, we'll do two draws on Sunday at the game as well so there you go You've got, we've got you covered every step of the way right then back to the game Dan I'll start with you Jürgen I mentioned before made nine changes and still actually put out a very good team yeah. uh, against Lask obviously it was only it was Mo Salah and Costas Timakash were the two survivors from the, the starting lineup against Manchester City so in th- and by the way those two both came off mm-hmm. so everyone by all accounts who we know is available is available the, the big news of course is Alison Becker's going to miss a Premier League game? There's no Diogo Jota as well. I mean, Thiago is still, <laughs> that's the thing. Pacetta just still out. But everybody else, for the most part, is fit and available for le- for selection. So, Jürgen has got a, quite a few headaches. He's got he's got decisions to make a centre back, mm-hmm. centre midfield, and even one of the forward positions as well. So, a ni- nice problem for the managers to have. Yeah, certainly is. Yeah. And I think those sort of on the fringe of the side last night did themselves sort of no harm, did they? We look at Cody Gakpo and the way he performed. Even he'd go as far as, say, Joel Quanta, who I thought was outstanding again. I thought Canate had a strong night as well alongside him. So, yeah. and Gravenberg is probably the other one really screaming out. And indeed, Harvey Elliott, the list goes on, doesn't it? The yeah. more you think about it, like, lads who. 
aren't necessarily sort of nailed on for this Premier League stuff that's coming are absolutely sort of taking opportunities when they're giving them in the, maybe the League Cup, the Europa League, whatever it may be. They are standing up to be counted and saying, I want to make myself part of your plan. So that's, a, you mentioned it, it's such a good problem for Jürgen Klopp to have. He must be going into these selection meetings that they had before games and going, well, we can't select him because of him, but he's playing so well. It's just boss to watch. It really is. And it's what we want. It's what we need. It's what we lacked last season. How many times yeah. last season we're going into games and saying, well, it's got to be that midfield because they're the only three available. You know what I mean? It has to be them. They're not playing well. They're all yeah. crap. They're all stinking the gaff out, but they've just got to play. You know what I mean? That's not the case anymore. Now you've got lads who are probably going to sit on the bench in the weekend. They've just put an absolute shift in and been brilliant in midweek in the Open League game. So, yeah, it's a tough one. Um, I'm still when it comes to defence I start there obviously Keller's going to start in goals no worries about that now with Allison being out um, Trent obviously comes back in at right back I think Simicast survives at left back as well we need to really be careful of his workload I think he could be one of them we mentioned earlier so if he can game manage late on against Fulham I'd yeah. probably get Simicast off to See, be I would, I'll be honest with you mate right? I was thinking this before I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't play he went Gomez and he goes Gomez because he's got well, they've got three games now they play Sunday at two midweek yeah. at Sheffield and early kickoff. and do you think this could be away. the one to miss because yeah. Anfield expecting to be more comfortable I get that yeah I, I, get I that. wouldn't be shocked if Gomez starts at left back but then he went Gomez at Luton which feels a sim- it didn't work but it does feel a similar type of game to what's coming in the Sheffield United and yeah, the Palace yeah. one so maybe he holds back for but that also Simicast never played the second game for Greece so no. whereas a lot of our lads would have had that second game internationally and then the Man City game he had that gap and then he's had what five days six days from yeah. City to Thursday which is actually quite a big gap yeah, I, so- I personally would go Simicast with views to getting him off at the hour the 70 minute mark yeah. similar to last night just to yeah. get him out. a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Best. I just, and that is something that we should mention that Sam. Like that is, I wonder how much of it plays in. It's a home game against Team Liverpool. Reckon they, sh- they could beat. Listen, Liverpool should be Sheffield and, and United. Yeah, and should be part yeah. away, but Liverpool's away records isn't brilliant yeah. even this year. So I do wonder if that plays into it. You know, if, you, if you're thinking about c- who can't play three games in a week, yeah. 
can cost can Simicast having played Thursday, he's probably not going to start one of these games. So that, that's what I was thinking. I wouldn't be shocked if he goes yeah. Gomez at left back. Well, this, this week is one of those weeks where it actually is the three games in seven days, isn't it? Because you got the Thursday to the Wednesday. Because I know all the, you, you, you sort of sometimes you go Saturday and then to the Sunday, but this but, is actually literally seven days, three games. So it's 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 a big test. What I would say though is that it's four and nine if you think about yeah, it. With, yeah, with, yeah, with the with Saturday game, it's crazy. Like yeah. Food, yeah. What, what I would say is that we're, we're I think there's a lot of teams this year that have had to play their strongest team on the weekend maybe make two three changes for the midweek Arsenal Cities United Newcastle's Villa Brighton these guys have had to go two for nail because they're not the level they're playing in is about match to where they're at with their squad whereas we we know where we should be in the Champions League should we? let's be honest with the squad we've got so I think if Simakas has to play five games in four weeks or, or say three weeks five games I don't think that's that big a problem because he hasn't had that you know he was on the bench for a lot of the early part of the season mm. Yeah. So I actually think that although we're thinking he hasn't got all those minutes banked, so he could have a little stretch of of a month where he plays yeah. a lot of games of football because he's got that. He should have that that, that in his legs. He should have the energy to do. Do you know that, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If it was Robbo, I think we'd be having a different discussion. Mm. So I, I think if Robbo was fit, he would be playing this game. No. Timakash would be playing this game. Oh <laughs> yeah. well, no, he would be playing this game because Timakash just played the other. Do yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Whichever way you are, but yeah, I, and I think that's where it comes in. I think we have got to be careful because what comes next is is a, is a big threat in terms of whether it's Gomez or whether it's Chambers Scanlon that's a big jump down so we have got to manage him but I also think Klopp will want him to play he'll want him to get rhythm and want him to get more goals yeah. assists to feel that confidence yeah so we'll, we'll keep an eye on that one Virgil plays Trent yeah. plays Keller plays Matip. Matip's going to play in it yeah, I think Matip's going to play yeah. I mean Ibu did go off mm. relatively early in the game yeah. Jürgen said that was like a, a medical advice to him basically a pre-planned couldn't carry on. Yeah, yeah, well yeah. it was pre-planned yeah. he's not long come back has yeah, I think, yeah I think it was, he wasn't injured I think it was more along the lines of just look be, careful. be careful with but him. But so, that, that seems mad to me. And yes, you're right. But he's been back for a, a short period now, albeit. And it just feels like we're constantly walking this tightrope with Ibu Canata. I think he's a brilliant footballer. I yeah. would have him, and I've given up sort of picking him in my sort of Premier League sides now for Liverpool because it's so often it's not him, it is Joel Massive. But I'm just at a loss as to why. And you're right, there was medical advice sort of pre-planned to get him off at a certain point. But I just, are we ever going to, not see that be the case for Ibu Canata, you know what I mean? Like we got there Mematip, didn't we? Eventually whereby we had to just manage his workload, his minutes, we had to take him off a certain yeah. part in games. You couldn't couldn't play two, three games a week, whatever it was. And it feels like we're on the precipice of getting there again with Canata. And it's such a shame because he's brilliant. Question for you though, if it was Gravin Match Jones or Diaz or even Trent and he'd had three weeks out and his first game back, would you expect him to play ninety? No, perhaps not. But then and I think that's all when you've got but when you've got the chance to go with three nil up yeah, I, I get that. You just that. do it, don't you? Yeah, no, I get that. But how often... We've seen this before with Canate. Yeah, we We've have, seen yeah. him sort of wrapped in cotton wool for longer periods than this. And it feels like, again, he's not going to start on the weekend. You wouldn't have thought. And that, yeah. Is that a fitness thing? Is that a form thing? Is I it, think it's a form thing. Yeah. I think Matip's been better than him this season. And then that yeah, is... Yeah. I don't think it's even. Do you, yeah. I think, that's I, a, I think they've both done well. To I think, be both, I think I Matic's think been, been really good defensively. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. All, all, four, all five of them have been good. Yeah, genuinely, true. Gomez has been really yeah, good. Quans yeah, yeah. has been brilliant when he played. I think all five yeah, of them. Yeah. But I think on form, Matip deserves to start. I think he was, he was brilliant against City again. He was, I love Ibu. He, he really was. I love Ibu, yeah. and I think I wouldn't be shocked if either of them play. But I think it's mm. Matip shirt, and yeah, yeah. Jürgen does do the meritocracy thing. And he, yeah. I think he'll be quite comfortable with Matip. And I also he'll think... get into at some point anyway. Which <laughs> he just will. And then, and then Canata will but be back in. Just to finish on that, I also think when Verge is playing the football he's playing, that they're both quality players, so I don't think it matters. Doesn't matter, I yeah. think when Verge is just imperious, I think... He's back it, Verge, isn't he? Mm. As long as you've got a quality player next to me, it doesn't matter. 
He takes a level up, doesn't he? We've seen how yeah. Joe Gomez in the year we won yeah. the league, and we've seen it likewise with Matthew. Whoever's alongside him, Matt Phillips, Reese Williams, yeah. Virgil van Dijk is taking you up a couple of levels. Absolutely. So, yeah, we, we, there's the defence. Midfield's a, ma- a massive one. We've got a comment before. Um, it was it was from Yusuf. Jehan Endo should start this one. Because, again, I think that's more looking at... I think Yusuf's point is, like, Liverpool do have all these games coming up. Can Alexis McCall has to go Saturday, when, sorry, Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday, 90 minutes? Maybe, maybe not. My guess is... Uh, Sam, I think Alexis probably starts. Well, he didn't kick a ball, did he? No, no, no so, didn't well, it, it makes no sense, does it? To not play him. two games off yeah. just doesn't. Yeah. At that point, you're almost taking a player out of rhythm. Yeah. You've also got with with the way it falls for us is we might have a period of a couple of weeks where it's quite intense, but then you have that. It's a week where it's quite intense, but then we have that union game, which means nothing. Yeah. So you have that gap. So it's give us give us three games back to back, guys, between the Warriors, and then you can have a rest. So. Mm. Before United, uh, I think also, all right, yeah. the type of game it's going to be would suggest that you'd rather a McAllister-esque player because you'd imagine again Liverpool are going to dominate much of the possession, so you're going to want a more creative oh, ball yeah. player in there as oh, opposed yeah. to. You might look at the midweek game with Sheffield United and say maybe we could get Endo in there instead and give McAllister some rest, or or even the Palace game thereafter. I think those two are more suited to an Endo as opposed to Sunday. I think it's yeah. just McAllister Sunday. I think that another player who didn't kick a ball was Sobosly. He'll play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's got the shins make on that other third one. Sam, I'll start with you then. He's yeah. got Cavendish, he's got Elliot, he's got Jones. Yeah. Am I missing anyone? I mean, Gapel potentially. I don't see it because yeah. now we're down to four players. But yeah, he has got he has got a decision to make in that third place. I'll be honest, I thought Gravenberg did well yesterday. I don't think Curtis had his, his best performance. No. Uh, Harvey Elliott had another really good game, albeit on the on the other side, but what what are you sensing towards towards that third midfield role? I, I feel like Gravenberg is the more talented individual player in terms of listen. I think Kurt is a fantastic footballer, by the way. I really do underrated, but I think he's got a high ceiling, Gravenberg. But I also see what Curtis brings to this team and how it unleashes others and makes the likes of Diaz or whoever's on the left wing or Sobosley on the right hand side have that freedom because they know and trust what he does off the ball. Um, I saw a stat the other day footballers have the ball for three minutes on average per 90 minutes like and in fact it was less than that it was less than three minutes it was like two minutes 48 seconds mm-hmm. so Curtis Jones has the ball for so he's off the ball for the best part of 90 minutes he's probably doing a better job than Gravin Bitches and it's off, the off the ball so I, th- I just think that he offers more balance to the side um, than than, than, than Gravenbitch does at the moment mm. and I just think he with him playing what was it 85 <clears throat> minutes and Curtis just sort of dipping his toe in I just think it makes sense to I mean what are you really losing between the two the team yes they suggest it's going to be Jones yeah Dan because Gravenbitch did play he, he, was, he was there right the way through it mm. I, listen I, there's an argument say listen go and batter Fulham and who's more likely to got create and score a goal it, 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 it feels like it's grabbing bait at the moment mm. but the team news yes they suggest it's probably going to be Curtis yeah it does um, I'm with you my sort of heart says Van Gravenberg because I just love watching him play footy I think at the minute he offers just that little bit of extra X factor I think what Curtis Jones does but I don't think that's because of ability necessarily I do think Gravenberg is just slightly more talented than, yeah. than Curtis Jones as you mentioned but I actually think it's more about an understanding of the role and Sam's right in terms of the balance of Curtis Jones bring it's like Curtis Jones has over sort of the past the back end of last season sort of the last 10-15 games obviously the start of this season something's just clicked for him in what Jurgen Klopp wants from him in that role that extra bit of discipline that positional sense and Gravenberg doesn't seem to quite understand that yet I don't think he's quite sort of mastered what Klopp expects of a Liverpool mm. midfielder and that's telling I think there's a moment yesterday where Klopp had a bit of a go at him as well for something he wasn't doing maybe he wasn't tracking the run his positional sense wasn't quite there so it does feel like Klopp 
trusts Curtis Jones a bit more right now, which is why we are seeing Gavin Birch in the Europa League, in the Carabao mm. Cup, whatever it may be. But when it comes to like, I said earlier, I mean, the Man City game was sort of the, the perfect example of that. We had Curtis Jones, I don't think he set the world alight during his part in that game. Mm. Gavin Birch comes on and just glides past a few players, glides past Rodri for a goal and stuff like that. And he just offers that little bit extra, little bit extra spice. And it's exciting to watch. So, Heart-wise, Gavin Birch, but I also think that he will go with Curtis Jones because, again, I just think Klopp knows what he's getting from Curtis Jones. He knows yeah. he's not going to let him down. He can trust him. He's going to do the hard yards as well as all the creative stuff. And I actually do think, I've said this for a while now about Curtis Jones, a bit Gino Wijnaldum-esque. I think he's playing within himself in that role because yeah. we all know he was a winger, came up through the academy, who set the world alight all through the age groups and he made yeah. things happen. But when he's playing now as an eight in for Liverpool, he's just going, well, I can't go and do that because Klopp doesn't want me to go and do that anymore. You know? me and he's doing it really well so credit to him I think Jones will play I would Same, like yeah. I would pick it up if it was me I just want to I think we all would let's just go get some goals um, up front in Testament speaking of goals I'm the old scored mm. yesterday the three who started Darwin come on didn't get a goal um, Salah's going to play 300th star for Liverpool which is a joke how mm. touch wood he stays oh, for yeah. how many games he plays he's just a machine looking for goal 200 yeah which he'll probably score. I'd be shocked if he'd I'd be more surprised if he didn't get it. So he's in. Phenomenal achievement for Mo Salah. If he gets 200 goals in 300, he's an absolute freak. I think it's about 320 games altogether because Liverpool have used him off the bench in a couple of games. It's He's remarkable. He plays. The manager's now got two to choose from between Diaz, Nunes and Gapo. Gapo yeah. scores two. Diaz comes off, which might be a little bit of a hint. How do you see this one panning out? I, I think... With um, with this one, obviously, there's less opportunity. Jota's not available. He's not going to throw Dokin, is he? Um, I was actually surprised at the amount of first team sort of squad players that played. On I think he just was desperate to make that union game. Yeah, no, a, absolutely, a yeah. rightly so. Yeah, yeah. but I, I thought we'd see Dok uh, instead of maybe Salah. But obviously, Salah, Salah. Um, I, I think we all know Salah plays. I think Nunes. I think the thing is with Nunes is that even when you go back to the City game, I know it's been covered to a T, but. He's involved more than any player in the front line for both sides in more of the game, in the biggest game of English football, the hardest ground to go to and play in the world, maybe for us Real Madrid, but mm. in generally. Um, and he's involved more than Harlem, more than Doku in the box anyway, more than um, who's on the right for them. For all of them, it's in the box. He's involved more than anyone. He ha- he's just a chance magnet. He's yeah. just, he's so refreshing and, and dynamic I think it's very difficult to, to not see him play against football because he just must be an absolute nightmare to play against maybe not for the goalkeeper but for the centre mm-hmm. halves and full backs it's like what is this guy going to do and Mo Salah must be rubbing his hands together going this guy's pulling them everywhere and I'm just going to dip in the space behind so I think he's got I, th- I think Dan mentioned something before off camera wasn't it about what Klopp had said and I, and I, I, I stand with it goals or not Nunes just causes absolute murder for teams so I think he he's the guy for me on, on that number 9 it could be interesting because Cody Gapo could score a brace and be out and, mm. he, and he won the penalty as well so it's, yeah. it's, worth, so it's unlucky but it again he'll, be, he'll play all four of these will play in the next week three will start and one will come off the bench in every, yeah. sing, in every single game mm. they'll all get minutes provided they're all fit mm. I've got a sense I think Nunes at home against Fulham feels a good fit. I wouldn't be shocked if it's Gakpo away at Sheffield United, for example, where you might want a little bit more control of a game rather than just being absolute madness. But Fulham at home, you can almost afford to have like a bit of of Nunes-ness of the game. Because that (laughs) sounds right. He is a bit all over the place. But 
the ball always falls to him in the box. He always gets shots. He always he always gets shots off. So maybe Darwin with Diaz on the left. Yeah, is I think what, so. Is what we're edging towards. Yeah, yeah, I, I do think that would be the case. I think mean, as you mentioned, you can afford that. Chaotic, you can afford that. Because I think Liverpool have the potential to run riot on Sunday. I think that'd be more difficult to do away from home, albeit against Sheffield United, who are really struggling down the bottom, of course. And, and likewise, Crystal Palace, although they're a little bit higher in the table. But I think this game does call for Darwin Nunes. And I think on, on merit as well, like, albeit Gakpo was absolutely outstanding last night. I thought he was probably my man the match. So him and Harvey Elliott sort of sharing that. Gakpo and he, he laid a claim as well Cody Gakpo last night we should say because he himself spoke about his lack of form in in the week and about the fact he's been played out of position he's been played in different positions not necessarily just out of position but he obviously has seen this opportunity now with Jota being injured he's gone one place up the pecking order and he's looked at it and gone I can make a bit of a mark and I can sort of have a big say over the next few weeks I think that's important because he needed that confidence boost but yeah I think when it comes to the way the game's going to pan out if Liverpool are going to dominate possession like we all expect I think having someone of Nunez's ilk leading the line is just perfect because as Sam mentions there he causes problems a whole man it causes defenders a whole manner of problems mm-hmm. rather so yeah I'd, I'd be all in on Nunez um, but like you say I think we are heading to a period now whereby we're going to need all of them including some of the youngsters as well I wouldn't be surprised one bit if we see even Harvey Elliott pop into the right hand side yeah. of the attack at some point over the next two weeks because no Jota means we are going to have to be slightly more flexible so they're all going to get chances including Cody Gakpo but yeah I think it's Diaz and Nunez on Sunday. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that one. We'll see it all go. Um, quite bad in the Discord. Yes, I'm not sure we Nunes starts. I think Sheffield defence maybe do you save Darwin for that one? Gakpo for Fulham. Yeah, and it makes it like there's no bad decision here, really. Yeah, no, Gakpo happens. could easily play on the left wing if they want them to. We'll see how it all pans yeah, out. Yeah. But right then, we've we've kind of half picked the team between us. I'm not sure we all agree, but that sounds. Um, predictions, Sam. Um, because of the week ahead. I, I, I was thinking a big a big result this weekend in terms of big numbers but I actually think we'll manage the game we're going to go 3-0 because I think we won't need to score 4-5-6 because we've got games coming so up Salah gets 200 yeah I think I think Salah and Nunes get the goals between them 200 up for Salah I had 3-0 in my head as well so I'm going to stick with it and yeah Salah does get it he gets the third of a 3-0 win after Dominic Savoslai and Darwin Nunes have scored. Okay, sounds yeah. I'm gonna go three 0 as well. We all do it. And as the smoke, great name in the members <laughs> in the in the chat has gone Liverpool three 0 as well. Yusuf's going for a two 0 I think we're all in agreement. If it wasn't for Wednesday, we could batter Fulham. But I wouldn't yeah. be shocked if Liverpool do try and just get a goal and take foot the foot off, off the take a little bit of foot off the gas. I think they did that a little bit last night. To be honest, yeah. I think they last with air for, bit for the taking if they really need. Yeah, to be, but yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think. We're all in agreement. Liverpool should, fingers crossed, go and be Fulham. Hopefully they do that. Do join us on Sunday. If you're not going to Anfield, come and join me, my, me, Errol, rather, and me, myself, I said that. me, Errol, and Dan for the Uncensored Match Build-Up Show. That goes live at about quarter to one with the team news and then about quarter to two with me and Errol on the watch along. So if you're watching on your own somewhere in far, far flung parts of the world and you need a Liverpool community to watch the game with, jump on the YouTube channel. Uh, it's, a, it's an amazing community. Everyone gets involved. We have people from as far and wide, from Australia to America and everywhere in between having a good old time. And yeah, basically our commentary is better than the TV as well because we're biased. So do come <laughs> and join us for that one. Like I did mention before as well, the Legends Prize draws. We'll do the next two on Sunday around the game. So you've got a couple of days now to get yourselves involved. We've already given the signed Lucas Armband away. There's plenty more signed memorabilia to come. So redmenplus.com, sign up as a legend, get yourselves in that draw. Thanks to Sam. Thanks to Dan. Thanks for you guys for watching or listening to this one. And we'll see you for the game on Sunday. See you in a bit.